Thank you for joining us again tonight. I hope you've had a great week. Uh, we began a series last Wednesday night entitled America at Risk. We're sort of looking at uh, who we are as a people, as a nation, and how important God is in the founding of our nation. And when I say God, I don't mean you can define who God is. That's not the God I'm talking about. We're a nation that is founded upon the God of Scripture, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're a Judeo-Christian nation. And so Jesus is the image of God that, that we adhere to in our nation and in our country. And when you hear uh, folks wanting to redefine who Jesus is, ju just uh, get away from that and just say, you know, you better leave that alone. Jesus was a historical figure and he died upon the cross. That is, that is accurate in history. He ro arose from the grave. That is permanent in history that cannot be erased or changed and I will tell you Jesus someday's coming again and I'm frankly looking forward to it I hope he comes uh, real soon but in this series America at Risk uh, tonight we're going to be looking at uh, point number two scripture predicts history now that is something we're going to see powerfully in scripture but just a moment of review from last Wednesday night. We talked about how that uh, 51 of our 55 founding fathers held to basic Christian beliefs. Three basic beliefs in particular. A belief in God, a belief in prayer, and belief in the Bible. And so our nation is founded that way. And we make no apologies of it. The Ten Commandments that we read in the book of Exodus are the foundations of the society and the moral society that is to govern our nation, America. And what a powerful uh, word that is. What a great, great nation God has given us. But my friend, listen to me. Things can change. God says in the Word that He can remove His hand from a nation that rejects Him. Remove His blessing from a nation that continues to follow Him. Scripture predicts history. And I believe there is a real strong prediction in Jude verse number 3. If you'll turn there in your Bible, I want you to notice this uh, with me for a moment. Jude that wrote this book was a half-brother of Jesus. He had the same, uh, the same uh, mother that Jesus did. Je he was born and was a half-brother. But listen to me, friend. Jude didn't place his faith in Christ until after the crucifixion and resurrection. Then he received Jesus as his Savior and Lord, and he wrote this book. But listen to these words of Jude. Verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, 
I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, what I want us to concentrate on tonight is this statement where Jude said, this faith, this Christian faith, this Word of God was once, one time only, delivered to the saints. In other words, friend, there's one gospel. There's one Lord. There's one God. There's one Jesus. There's one Holy Spirit. And friend, listen, when the Word of God comes under attack, when the preaching of the Word of God comes under attack, we realize very quickly that we're in some very serious trouble. Because Jude says, if you allow Scripture to be watered down, if you allow anyone to change what's recorded in Scripture, the authoritative Word of God, then then you've lost it forever because there's only one Bible going to be given. One Word of God, one Bible, 66 various books, Old Testament and New Testament, authoritative, approved by the church, accepted by many, many people as the Word of God. It is God's Word to us. And Jude is predicting, I think in this scripture tonight, when we look at the entire epistle of Jude, that there is a tremendous risk in the Word of God being lost, being tainted, being changed being removed. There are people even today that will say, let's just rip out these pages of the Bible. Let's rip out those pages. Let's keep this. Let's accept this. Let's accept that. But my friend, listen, we better adhere to and believe the Scripture, the Word of God. I believe that America, when you think about how God's blessed our nation, It's because we have adhered to Scripture. We've been a people that defended the Word of God through the years. We've been a people that have seen the need to take God's message of the death, burial, and Jesus Christ to the whole world. America has sent out more missionaries in her history than any nation upon the face of this earth. We have sent missionaries to every known place that they could go, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ, taking the message of Christ because we as a a people have loved every person in the world. Now, I'm not saying America's loved every person in the world, but I'm telling you that believers, Christians that know Jesus in America, have loved every person in the world, regardless of their skin, regardless of their culture, regardless of nationality, regardless of economic uh, status, no matter what. We've had missionaries go into the most remote parts of the world, giving their lives and never coming home to take the message of Jesus Christ to the world. I remember Lottie Moon, who came home after 
winning many Chinese to the Lord and died on the ship on her way back to America. How that so many missionaries have given their lives. Now listen to me, friend. You cannot separate, you cannot separate God blessing America and remove the missionary activity from our country. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to tell you something, friend. God hadn't blessed America because of our governmental leaders. We've had some dudes and some real unusual leadership in politics in our lifetime, in my lifetime. Now, that doesn't mean I don't respect the presidents and and the leaders and pray for them. As we talked last week, Romans 13 tells us to do that. Romans 13 tells us that God authorizes and, and puts His hand on a government in order to lead and guide and help a nation. But listen to me, friend. God doesn't bless a nation because of the government officials and the government and the people that lead it. God blesses a nation because of its foundation being founded on the Word of God, being founded on the Ten Commandments, and that a large contingent of people living in that nation are Christian. They're Bible believers. They love God. The power of God has at least been unleashed, unleashed in their life. They believe the the scripture. They believe in evangelism. They believe that their purpose is taking the wealth of a nation like America and going into the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, paying our own way as we go to take the message of Jesus to a lost and dying world. That's why God has blessed America. Now you watch this, friend. I am saying to you, That the scripture predicts history. And I believe Jude is predicting a time in the near future that's going to happen in the United States of America. I believe the Bible is is going to be under attack. I believe there are people going to be outspoken. I believe there will be laws passed. I believe there will be churches that are under the microscope of government officials in the future of our country saying, you cannot preach that, you cannot preach that other, you cannot preach that book, you cannot preach what the Bible says about these people, about that person, about that passage, about that lifestyle. My friend, listen to me. We're on the verge of seeing right now in our country problems beginning to happen coming down upon the churches. And I believe we'll see that in the days ahead. I'm not so sure in my lifetime, but I was having a conversation just a few days ago with my youngest son, Brady, who is a pastor and a preacher. And I made this comment to him. I said, Brady, I believe in your lifetime you will receive government threats and you will receive personal threats that if you preach such and such verbally in your church, you will be arrested and taken to jail. They will try their best to silence you. You say, Joel, do you really believe that? 
I really believe that, friend, with all of my heart. You think about it. You think about the social issues today that folks are so getting stirred up about in our country. And I'm not going to begin to name a bunch of them, friend, but you just, you just compare the issues that you hear about the soapboxes that people get on and begin to, uh, the causes that people begin to affiliate themselves with. And you begin to study scripture and you find out how many times that which unregenerated fallen man gets himself aligned with that goes counter to what God says and what God teaches in His Word. And I'm telling us, friend, the longer we see these things happening in our country, the more that the laws will be changed, the more that the pressures will be there. And my friend, we will see it happen. I want us to see, friend, when we begin to look at the issues that are confronting our nation as America, we are becoming and we have become a nation that is slowly but surely and now even more swiftly removing itself from our founding father's ideas, removing ourselves from the Ten Commandments, from the laws of God, from the Word of God, from the teachings of God. And I believe there will come a time that we will have to stand up in America and be counted for Christ and not give in to the redefining of the gospel. You see, there is a group of younger people in our culture today, a group of younger people, and many of them well-meaning younger people, that are all-inclusive in their thinking. It's all about love, it's all about being inclusive. It's all about people deciding for themselves what is right and wrong. They're sort of amoral rather than biblically centered in what God says is right and wrong. Things are becoming very, very gray. And there are going to be more and more people that are going to begin to pick and choose in Scripture. We'll take this part, we'll leave this out. God must have said that, he didn't say that. God said that, Paul said this. We're not going to believe that. And I believe we're seeing that and seeing that unfold. The reshaping of America will bring about, my friend, a redefining of the gospel, the gospel message. The gospel message is this. God sent Jesus into the world. Jesus came into the world. He died for our sins according to the scripture. He was raised the third day. And he is coming back again. And you have to have a heart change in order to go to heaven and be saved. You must believe in the historical Jesus and surrender your life to him to be saved. We will see that being redefined all-inclusive gospel of everyone, of any faith, any origin, you can be a part with us 
if you just simply have love for one another. My friend, that will be tragic the day that happens. Listen to what Paul said as we close. In Galatians chapter 1, he is writing here in verse number 9. He said, and, and, and as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Now that's some pretty hard language, isn't it? But Paul was right on point. He is saying, and he was warning the Galatians, Scripture predicts history, and here it is. He is saying there will probably come a time when there will be those who come preaching a different gospel than what Paul preached, that Peter and the others, Christ died on the cross, was resurrected, and is coming again, and you have to have a heart change. You be, must be born again on the inside. They will preach an all-inclusive gospel. And he says, if anybody does, don't believe them. And here's how harsh Paul was about that. He said, let them be accursed. That word there in the Greek means anathema. Let them be anathema. Let them be accursed and destroyed for all eternity. Because, friend, listen to me. The gospel message is that God loved the world. But God knew that the world needed to be changed and man's heart needed to be changed. And God knew the only way man's heart could be changed is if Jesus changed it. And so Jesus paid for our sin, died on the cross, was resurrected from the grave. And he says, whosoever believes in me, I will come into you and I will change your heart. My friend, when God changed your heart, you'll love everybody. You'll treat everybody with honor and respect. And you'll be kind to other people. That's the gospel of Jesus. But it'll have to only come when your heart has been changed. Well, my friend, I hope your heart's been changed. Thank you for joining us tonight and being with us. Now, next week will be the third in this series. Scripture describes people who will shape and impact history. I hope you'll join us next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for America and our country being a country that was founded upon Christian principles. Lord, may you be exalted in our country and may Jesus be magnified. In his name we pray. Amen.